Hello and welcome to the First End Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another 2023 NFL Draft Prospect interview. I'm joined today by Morningside University quarterback Joe Dolinchek. Joe, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. It's been a, been a great Sunday. How about yourself? Not too bad. Did you, did you catch any of these NFL Sunday games today? I watched a couple of them, yeah. It was, uh, I, I watched uh, mainly the Chiefs game. Just love watching Patrick Mahomes play out there. Do you have a favorite NFL team? Let's start there. I, I am a Cowboys fan. I grew up a Cowboys fan. We, we didn't have the best game today, but we, we finished it out right there in the fourth quarter. So that's all that matters is ending it with a W. Hey, I have Tony Pollard on my fantasy team, so uh, I will take anything you guys want to give that man right now. We're getting ready for uh, fantasy playoffs right now. I need him to continue to do the you know, stuff he's been doing. Right, right. I want to get into your football career because you've truly had a special one to this point. I want to start with coming out of high school for you. And, you know, if you could just take us through a little bit of what your recruiting process looked like and how you ended up at Morningside. Yeah. So uh, in high school, I, I didn't get to start to my junior year. And that junior year, I was actually rotating with a fresh, uh, yeah, freshman or a sophomore. Uh, his name's Evan Keezer, And we were competing for that starting spot. And he ended up getting hurt. And I kind of just got the keys to the, the offense in high school and so I uh just took it took every opportunity I had and didn't take it for granted and we ended up winning a state championship that first year and so after that happened I was like really hoping to, to get some looks and get some notice from some colleges but I never really no one reached out or anything to my senior year then a lot of GPAC which is NAI schools started reaching out to me and um uh, Morningside was was one of those schools and uh, coach Hicks is my recruiting coach and he reached out to me and basically just invited me up on my visit and um they they were showing a lot of interest in me coach Hicks and coach Ryan started to reach out more and more every day and so uh just showed that they really cared about me and wanted me here on in their program and uh Morningside had a winning culture just like my high school did and so it was something I wanted to be a part of and and they took a shot on me and I I took it and, and ran with it had were you familiar with NAI college football prior to you know your recruiting process yeah, uh, before they reached out to me, I had no clue what NAI was. Like, I, I was in high school playing football, but I didn't know there was NAI. I knew there was D1 and D2, but I didn't really know. I honestly didn't even know there was, like, D3 or, or even anything like that. But So when NAI reached out, I kind of was like, what kind of schools are these? And then they more and more started showing more interest. I got I got looked at by a lot of the GPAC schools. And so once I started figuring out who they were, it's when I kind of learned more about them. So you get to Morningside and you don't start right away. So could you take us through what that was like when you get to Morningside and what your first year on campus was like? Sorry, my internet cut out there. Could could you repeat that for me? Yeah, yeah, no worries at all, man. So, we, you know, you got to Morningside, you didn't start right away. So what was that first year at Morningside like for you? Yeah, my, my freshman year, I came in and I, it was kind of a reality shock. I I got there and I kind of was thinking that I was going to be that next guy up. And when I got in, we had eight quarterbacks in my class come in with me. And so I was just kind of like, wow, I guess this ain't, this is not going to be easy. Like I got to work for what, what I got to get. And I ended up winning that backup spot. We had a starting quarterback. He was a fifth year senior. And so that was actually the first year we won the national championship ever here at Morningside. And so just getting to learn from the guy before me, Trent Souls, he, he helped me out a ton. And so he kind of taught me how it was to be a college quarterback and just kind of, 
how I was to be a student athlete in college. And he, and I can't thank him enough for everything he helped me with when I was a young kid in college. You know, and you obviously, and we'll get into it further as we go, but you had quite possibly the most impressive college career I've ever seen statistically. But, you know, you talk about getting that chance to kind of learn behind someone that first year. Do you feel like being able to sit for a year and just kind of learn the college game and learn the ropes, do you feel like that helped get you to where you are today? Absolutely, yeah. Just getting able to sit sit behind somebody and learn from them and then kind of just get experience and not be thrown in there right away definitely helped. And so um, <clears throat> when I was young, I got I got put in late late in the games, like fourth quarter when we were up winning in, in some games like that. And so just getting those little reps as, as a young kid, it, it's getting you ready to go for when that spring comes around, you're ready to learn more there in that spring. And then hopefully when you earn that starting spot the next year, it, it shows that you played some as a freshman. You know, and then when you did earn the starting spot, can you talk about what that was like knowing like, hey, this is my time now, this is my team. What were your emotions like then? Yeah, I mean, that the starting spot, earning that in college was, was something special too. It was kind of similar ropes to, to my high school career. I mean, I uh, the quarterback before me, Trent, graduated, and so spring came around, and I kind of thought I was going to be on the depth chart as quarterback one, and um, we moved a receiver to quarterback that spring, and he actually was over me on the depth chart, and so I kind of just put a little fuel in my fire, and, and I loved the competition, so I, I took it on the chin and just put in the work to earn it, and um fall camp came around and it was kind of the same thing we're battling for the spot back and forth and then actually we had a really good incoming quarterback too he's a freshman so it was three of us kind of at the head of it trying to earn that starting spot and uh week one came around and coach ryan named me as a starting quarterback and um yeah i took it and and i, I didn't i didn't take it for granted I, I knew it was i had people ready to ready to take that job from me and so i just had to go out and play play best ball i could and and, uh, yeah, I, I just loved that he, he took a chance on me and, and believed in me that I could get the job done as a sophomore. You know, and you alluded to winning a national title, you know. How many did you end up winning there at Morningside? I know it was more than one. Yeah, I was I was a part of three of them. I was a backup for the first one, and then I was a starter for the other two. So we had three national championships when I was here in college. I know it's almost impossible because I know they all probably uniquely hold a special place, but can you pick one that's like – Man, I'm always going to remember that one, maybe just a little more. Oh, man. Um, I, between the two that I started in, I I want to say that that 2019, the sophomore year, is my first year starting. And uh, it, I, it was a crazy game. I ended up throwing six touchdowns in that national championship. And so it just kind of – it meant a lot to me because I had a lot of seniors on that team that kind of picked me up and taught me what it meant to be the guy I am today. And so they, they were the ones that showed me the ropes. And so I think 2019 was the most special one for me. You know, and as we alluded to statistically, your career is truly incredible. Just, you know, to throw some numbers at, you know, the listeners, you threw over 1500 passes in your career and completed over 68% of those passes, which I mean, 68% completion percentage on its own is just nice. Over 1500 passes is just stupid accurate you threw for over sixteen thousand yards this is the number though that just blew my mind you know the most passing touchdowns in ncaa history i believe is like what is it 155 157 yeah you have 167 passing touchdowns to only 36 interceptions i mean 
you know, and those numbers, they speak to the success you've had, not only as a player, but, you know, your teams and everything. But I have to ask you, you know, do you really look at those numbers very often when you're out there playing and you're in the grind of the season? Quite honestly, no. I mean, when, when we're out there, my only goal is to get the first downs and put the ball in the end zone, whether I'm handing it off or throwing it. And so, I mean, when it kind of comes around and, and after the game, people come up to me like, you know how much you just threw for and all this. And I'm like, no, I mean, I don't. I'm just out there going through the groove of the game and kind of just following our, our offensive coordinator's game plan. And and he set me up for success and, and my teammates are helping me out. So the numbers just come and I don't really pay attention to them that much no. You know, so I have to ask you because, I mean, with those numbers and that type of success and three national titles, there's going to be a bullseye on your guys' back. So how are you able to block out the noise and continue to produce? I mean, this year you only threw four interceptions, over 4,000 passing yards. So how do you stay locked in mentally? Yeah, I mean, that that's always difficult. And every year uh, here at Morningside, Coach Ryan does a really good job. He takes all of our seniors out on a trip to Colorado and we climb a mountain as the seniors. And and when we're there, we come up for like a motto for the year. And this year was to stay hungry because we were national championships the year before. We brought a lot of people back and our two hardest games of the regular season were the first two games. And so it's really easy to get complacent because, you know, you're just going to go through the motions. And so you, you just got to stay focused in whether it be week by week or day by day. You can't just take practices for granted. So practice is where you win the games. It's and then it's the 60 minutes you're out there, too. So. The practices prepare you for that Saturday that comes up. So you got to stay focused every day at practice. You know, you've played a lot of football at Morningside. Do you have a moment that stands out maybe as a, holy cow, I'm playing big time college football. Were, were there ever any moments where you almost had to pinch yourself? Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I'd say uh, when uh, I was a sophomore against Grandview, they, they were a really good football team. They have a couple kids, one, one that's on the Colts right now. And then another one that's on the Patriots team. And, and they were, I think, beating us at one point. And I'm just a sophomore, and and I think we've rushed the ball for 20 yards the whole game, and it's like the fourth quarter, and we need a late touchdown. And so I'm just like, I, I need to get the job done. So I was like, put it on my shoulders and kind of wake up and let's make it happen. And I, that was one game that I'll never forget, and it's kind of always – and they were a very competitive team. That was probably, in, in my opinion, that was the best football team I've ever faced in, in college was that Grandview in 2019. You know, in playing NAIA football, you know, folks may not be as familiar with it and maybe, you know, would tend to scoff at the competition, not recognizing there is some serious talent at the NAIA level. So if you could talk to someone and you could educate them on the talent that's at that NAIA level, what would you want people to know about it? I mean, at the end of the day, and yeah, in my opinion, there's there's talent everywhere at every single level. And so when you're out there at the end of the day, it's football and there's going to be competition. There's going to be great football players that, that can compete with anybody. And so uh, you just got to go out and play, play the game. And like I said a little bit ago, it's you got 60 seconds to prove that you're the better team than the people in front of you. And so, um, yeah, this year, uh, we, season didn't end the way we wanted to, but um, that Kaiser football team, um, they're, they're a really good football team. And they, they played some division ones and I think a D2 and, they're right there neck and neck with those teams. And, and they, they ended up losing to all of them, but they're right there ready to go with them. And, and we, we played them and we had a couple injuries and we lost by a point to them. But just seeing that that their team can compete with them and we're right there competing with them as well is just goes to show that there's competitions at all levels. You know, we alluded to it. You are a 2023 NFL draft prospect. And this is a quarterback class that's very top heavy with guys like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. But then after those two, there's a lot of, you know, 
who's the next guy. So I have to first start by asking you, if you could describe the way you play the quarterback position in your own words, how would you describe the way you play the game? Oh, that's, that's a really good question. Um, for me, if I had to pick like one specific word, it'd be meticulous. I, I, I'm not one guy that's just always going to be throwing the deep shot or, or forcing check downs and stuff like that. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to pick apart your defense and be prepared because teams, teams can switch up defenses on you. And so you got to be ready to go and watch film throughout the week. And so uh, I try to be prepared as I can. And when I'm out there um, adapt and overcome if they're, if they're doing something different and trying to bring like pressure against you or, or change up their, their coverages, you just got to be ready to go and make reads on the defense and hit the open guy. You know, and you talked about that preparation. A lot of people, you know, when they look at quarterbacks, they look for big arms or mobility, but they don't understand the off-field preparation that's needed to be an elite quarterback. So can you talk about what your off-the-field preparation is like? Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously we're student-athletes, so I have, I have class. And uh, <clears throat> when I'm not in class, though, probably every available minute, I wouldn't say I, I kill myself with it watching film, but as much as I can, I'm always watching film and trying to pick up little keys on defensive backs. And if, if they're in certain fronts, whether they're whether they're in under over or two eyes, if they're bringing certain pressures, depending on how their fronts are lined up and stuff like that. And so just looking at leverages and keys on their, their DBs and, and D line kind of is really huge throughout the week. And then so scout teams, we try to have them give a look. It's never really perfect, but they try to do the best they can. And so when I'm out there watching – when I'm watching film and I go out to practice, sometimes I have to, like, help the scout team guys out to them. They're like, you got to give this look when we're doing this certain situation because this is kind of what they're doing. And just to keep myself prepared and on my toes so when it comes around for the games, I'm ready to go. You know, and I've talked to a lot of quarterbacks before, and they all tend to have a system or, you know, an offensive style that they like the most. Do you have one that you feel you fit into better than others, or do you feel that – with your preparation and with your ability that you're versatile to kind of be plugged into any type of offensive scheme? Uh, personally, I, I think I can be versatile and, and plug into any offensive scheme. Um, but from high school to college, we were a very uh, RPO heavy teams. And, and then we're about 50, 50 balance on run to pass ratio. And, and that was for all of high school and all of college. It was like that. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I prefer the drop back game and, and making reads on defenses, but RPOs are quick thinking dimes that, that I loved doing here at Morningside. It really helped me develop my game, especially getting the ball out quick. You know, and the quarterback positions really evolved. We see guys like Mahomes that you alluded to earlier that have some of the most, you know, elite arm talent, but also have to be elusive, you know, evading rushers and being able to run. Can you talk about how you feel that your game translates well to the next level? Yeah, um, the person I've always looked up to and has been my kind of role model as a quarterback was Peyton Manning. Um, he's kind of the captain on the field, and people we call him the sheriff. Everybody called him the sheriff. And so um, I, I followed his game a lot. I mean, I didn't used to look like a quarterback, so I used to have to stay in the pocket. I was a little bit heavier before the past few years. Um, so I was typically just sitting in the pocket, drop back and, and sitting there and just over the last year and a half, I've gotten I've gotten out of the pocket more often and be able to develop my run game. But um, if if I had a preference and and kind of and followed after a quarterback, I'd say it'd be like the Peyton Mannings and Tom Brady's, where you sit down there and, and you pick them apart with your arm. You know, and a lot of people don't understand that when you play quarterback, you have to be a leader. You know, whether it's nonverbal or verbal, 
you are kind of the commander of the offense. So, you know, the O-line, everybody else, they feed off your energy. So how would you describe your leadership quality and ability? Yeah, I mean, my, my biggest thing is I'm a competitor and, and I always got fire in me. So I'm going to I'm going to pick my boys up when they're doing well and I'm going to let them know that they're doing good. But I'm also ready to go and get in someone's tail when we're not really focused. And, and so you got to because uh, when you're a leader, there's a it's a double edged sword because people are going to love you. But at the same time, when, when you're getting on them, they're going to be mad at you because they don't want to be yelled at. But it's for the benefit of the team. And so I'd say I, I'm a ultimate competitor when it comes to being a leader. And so, yeah. I, it's translated here at Morningside. I got voted by my team uh, for four years now as a, as a captain. And so um, I've done everything I could to try to develop my leadership skills here at Morningside. And Coach Ryan, our head coach, has really helped me do that. You know, and being voted as a captain, you know, is something a lot of people tend to overlook. They just assume, oh, well, you're the starting quarterback, so naturally you would be the captain. But that's just not the case at all. I know a lot of quarterbacks who never got that honor. So could you talk about what that meant to you to be voted as a captain, you know, not only once, but four times during your time there? Yeah, when uh, when I was competing for that starting spot my sophomore year, that was the first year I got voted as a captain. And that meant a lot to me because it just showed that they saw the work that I put in to get to that spot. And so it wasn't just due to my game. It was because they saw that they could trust me and believe in me. And so being voted by your peers, it means the world because that just goes to show that they can trust you and believe in you. And that at the end of the day, you're, they're, they're looking up to you. And so when you're out there on the field, they're going to look to their captain and kind of follow him. So if I'm positive, they're going to be positive right along with me. You know, we alluded to, this is a very, you know, top heavy but deep quarterback class there's a lot of guys like Will Levis from Kentucky as well you know that are you're going to be competing against for an opportunity to be a professional quarterback so I have to ask you in your opinion what separates you from some of these other prospects that we'll see in this year's draft class yeah I mean I think my biggest thing is my fight no matter the situation I'm in if if I get a little opportunity and I get my foot in the door and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it and run with it and so I won't take anything for granted and when it comes to my game on the field uh, I feel like my, my biggest thing and my, my biggest strength would be my, my decision-making and ability to get the ball to the receivers and, and fit in tight windows and over, over defensive backs and over the linebackers and hit that middle level. And so I, I just think I'm really accurate with my passes and, and able to hit the receivers where I need to put them. You know, and in today's NFL, a huge thing that, you know, teams are looking for is off-the-field character because, you know, there's a lot of guys who want to play in the NFL and any slip-up off the field could cost you your job. So – if a team brings you in to take a shot on you, what are they getting from you as a person? Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'm a, I'm a team-driven and family-forward person, and, and friendships are my biggest thing. And so when I'm not on the field, I'm spending time with my teammates and just hanging out and getting to know them better because that was, that was my biggest thing here at Morningside is, is relationships because I've realized when people are graduating, you're only going to be around them for so long, and you never know when you're going to see them again. And so – yeah, I, I focus on really developing and getting to know the people around me and, and care about them. And so it's more it's more than just a sport at the end of the day. You're you're there with your your family basically. How long have you known you wanted to be a pro quarterback? When did that, you know, when did that A become a dream? And then when did it start to hit you that holy cow, this might be a reality. I could really go for this thing. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, when I started playing football, I've always because you're, you're young and you want to say, yeah, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to play professional football. It's what I want to do. It's what I want to do. And I was, I was um, eight playing with 10 year olds. And that's when I first started playing football and, and I played quarterback my whole life. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to play for the Dallas Cowboys and all that. And 
And then when I, when I got to high school, that's when I kind of really set in that like, man, I can go play college football and, and develop my skills even more and more and keep playing. And, and I got an opportunity to keep doing that. And then here at Morningside, being able to be a starter for four years and win national championships and, and set college records is that's when it kind of really was eye opening. It was like, man, I, there's, there's opportunities to keep playing after college. And I actually really got a shot at, at playing in this. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give it all I can and, and put in the work I need to and, and work to make that happen. You know, and we talked about those stats that you've put up and the records you've broken. I know you said you don't pay attention to a lot of them, but I mean, it, it, they're, they're truly absurd. Like I said, 167 touchdowns, that's 10 more than any guy at any level has ever thrown. Is there a stat though, or a record or an award that just means maybe a little more than the others to you? Um, yeah, I mean, the stat, the one I came up short on, you said it was still impressive, was the 68% completion. My goal is to get 70 by the end of my career and end it at 70, just because that, that, that's a that's a tough feat to hit. And so I really wanted to push for that, and, and I came up just a little short. But I'd say the biggest award that, that I've gotten that meant the most to me was being a, a semifinalist for the Campbell's Award. I, I didn't make it to the finalist, but I was the semifinalist for the Campbell's Award. And it just goes to show that my my work on the field and my work off the field has really developed me and, and helped me grow to be a better man. You know, and that work off the field is, you know, where you're at right now, you know, season's over, but now it's really draft prep time. So, you know, everybody knows about the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine Bowl, but there's a lot of other bowls and, you know, combine opportunities for guys to take, you know, and really just showcase what they have. So are you taking advantage of any of those opportunities? Are you actively looking at any? Or what's that look like for you right now? Yeah, so uh, I actually got reached out to by the College Gridiron Bowl. And so that's in January, January 6th through the 8th. And uh, I accepted that. And I'm going to be going down there in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'll, I'll be down playing in that game. And, um, yeah, and my I also recently signed an agent. and He's reaching out to some of those other bowl games, trying to get me in some more, just kind of, Get my get my talent out there and, and get in front of some scouts and hopefully get spark some interest in somebody. Have you had a moment yet? You know, now that your college career has wrapped up, where you're like, you know, we talked about it being a dream as a kid, but now this is like you're doing it. You know, you are going for the NFL draft. Have you had that moment yet, where you're like, holy cow, I'm not training for the upcoming season. I'm training for my career now. Right. Yeah, I, I did. I was actually um, Coach Ryan, our head coach, was having meetings he does this every year after the season's over and he, he has meetings with all the seniors that are graduating just to kind of talk to them and just see kind of where they're going to go in life and, and how they're feeling and um, I had my meeting and I was sitting down with them and they're they're usually 15 to 20 minutes and and uh, I got in there and we were talking for like an hour hour and a half and we were holding up all the other seniors that were waiting for us and and um, yeah we were sitting down we were making calls to, to agents and to programs and and bowl games and stuff like that. And it was kind of like an eye-opening experience. Like, wow, this is, this is really happened. I need to need to dial in and get ready to go for this. Cause it's going to come fast. And when, when it comes, I got to be ready to go. So what's your training regiment look like now that you're out of season, but now training for not only these all-star games, but combines and just a career as a quarterback now. Yeah. So um, this month I've only been lifting and running. I, I've dialed off the throwing just for a little bit, but come January, uh, I'm going to, I'm moving back to Omaha. It's where I'm originally from. And there's this uh, academy down there called the Warren Academy. It's a, it's a football place. And, and I'm going to go down there and we're going to work on routes and all that and work on throwing it and just be ready to go. So when I get my shot called, I'm going to be ready to go and, and be prepared for that opportunity.
you know, and you talked about not starting right away in high school and not starting right away in college. And that takes a big support system to be able to, you know, stay grounded and stay, you know, mentally prepared for whenever that opportunity comes. So can you talk about the support system you have and just how much that system's helped you throughout your football journey? Yeah, I mean, the number one support I've had in my parents, my my dad and my mom, my dad's my biggest fan. He literally calls me and texts me all the time, kind of just asking about football and just want to know what's going on with it. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I can't lie to you, if I'm going to be honest, you, you can't stay positive all the time. When I was a backup and there's questions like, man, is, is this worth my time? Am, am I doing what's right for me? And and he was always the guy. It's like, just stick it out. You're going to be happy that you stuck it out in the end. Just fight through it. You're, your time's going to come. And when it comes, be ready to go. And so, yeah, I, I can't thank my dad enough. And then when it comes to my coaches, both my head coaches in high school and college were my quarterback's coach. And so I got the opportunity to get really close with both my head coaches. And and they really helped me develop as as a player and as a person. And so they were they were a big support staff to me because when I had a question or I had something going on, I was I could always go to them right away with it. And they were ready to go to help me out. You know, this is a question we like to ask to everybody we have on. And it's always interesting to see where the different positions, you know, fall on this scale. But if I could have you rank these three things from one being the most important to three being the least important, where would you rank the weight room, the film room and the practice field? Oh, that's really good. Um, That's tough. All right. I'd say. Number one would have to be the practice field. Uh, number two would be film, and three would be weight room. In my opinion, I'd say number one practice because, I, like I said a little bit earlier, practice gets you ready to go for those games ultimately because you're getting the reps and you're gonna get get your game plan going throughout the week, and that's where you're really gonna kind of see what what you're gonna have on Saturdays. And so then number two would be film because. Uh, Football, football is very physical, but when it comes to playing on Saturdays, there, there's a whole lot more to the mental game that people realize. And so films where, where your mentals get prepared and, and you're really ready to go on Saturdays. And and so obviously when Sundays come around, if you're playing on Sundays, film's going to be really important. And then lastly, I mean, it, it's very important. It's hard to rank all three, but the weight room is super important as well because it's a physical game. You're going to be out there fighting. You're going to fight against some really big guys that, that are wanting to take your head off. So you got to be physically ready and physically prepared. You know, and I want to transition a little bit, you know, on this show, we love to give advice to high school athletes. And, you know, I, I want to start by having you give advice to a high school quarterback specifically, you know, if you could talk to a high school quarterback, that's decided that they want to try to play football in college, where would you tell them that they need to focus to be able to elevate their game to where it's good enough to be able to play in college? Yeah. I mean, um, my biggest thing that I'd give advice about is, is working on your mental strengths. So um, when you're out on the field, you got to have poise, you got to have confidence, and you got to be a leader. Um, one one thing I like to tell people, uh, Coach Ryan, my college coach, said uh, it was it's Ron Burgundy, the uh, anchorman guy, and he said um, there's a quote from him that's basically like, "Be the man, like you're the dude, act like the dude." And so that's one that really stuck with me because when you're out there as a quarterback, it's not arrogance, but when you're out there and you show that you're confident people are going to follow you. So you, when you're out there, you got to act like you're the man because people will follow. And then when it comes to being a, a game quarterback, when I'm, when I'm giving you a tip on, on playing in a game, I'd say biggest thing for me that I wanted to focus on was my feet. Feet are the key thing to throw in, in my opinion, because when your feet go, everything follows. So feet are the main thing because, I mean, it, not everybody's going to be 6'5 or 6'6 and, and can 
chuck the ball 90 yards. So when you, when your feet are right, that makes everything else right after it. So focus on your feet, make sure you're, you're not sloppy and you always got a good base and, and your back foot is always stable and in the ground. You know, and to follow up on that, you, you have, you know, the unique perspective of being a guy who, you know, didn't get high D1 offers, but took the offer he got and made the most of it. So if you could talk to a kid who maybe is not getting offers that they're familiar with, maybe they're schools they've never heard of, maybe they're schools that they didn't want to go to. What would you tell the kid, though, about the offers that he has and the opportunity he has in front of him and how he can still make the most of that opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'd say if if you're getting interest from any college – take it and make sure that it's someplace that fits right with you. Make sure it's a great family atmosphere and, and make sure they have a great culture, culture, culture leads to championships. And so um, if you're getting looked at by any college, make sure that they have the things that you are looking for. Cause like we said earlier, there's competition at every level. And, and if you're going to go out and play well on Saturdays, you're going to be seen by somebody. So make sure it's got good culture and, and the right atmosphere. And, and it feels like home to you because that th- those are the two most important things. Cause you want you want to earn for that D1 spot. That's what you're looking for when you're young and, and when you're coming out of high school. But it, it, not everyone's going to get it. So take the opportunities that you can. I got just two more questions for you. I want to, you know, ask you, because a lot of people think if you don't go to a big school, you're not, you know, a prospect worth keeping eyes on, which isn't true. I'm a Patriots fan. Two of our best defensive starters both went to non-D1 schools. You know, we've interviewed countless guys on this show who are currently playing pro ball and did not go to D1 school. So if you could talk to a fan who's saying, you know, well, if it's not a D1 school, it's not worth keeping an eye on. What did you tell that person about, you know, these small school prospects and guys like yourself who are coming from these small schools that are ready to, you know, change the game? Uh, I'd like to just say, um, I guess, just come and watch. Come and watch how the football is because uh, you won't be disappointed. I promise you when we're out there playing football, especially here at Morningside, we have, we have a blast playing and, and we're a really good football team. We like to throw the ball around the field, but we also like to run it down your throat. And, and our defense is phenomenal as well. So, um, and, and also come out come out to these bowl games where, where we got NAI guys and, and D2 guys that are playing against these Division One guys and just come experience how the competition is from all levels and, and how we – kind of go parallel with each other and, and play with each other in those games. You know, the last question for you, obviously the goal is, is that one of these 32 NFL teams takes a shot on you. So why should one of these 32 NFL teams bring in Joe Dolinchek to be their quarterback? Yeah. If, if you take a shot on me, um, I promise you I'm going to fight to the end and, and I'm going to give it everything I can to, to win. And, and so I, I'm a winner at the end of the day, as a starter, I, and, high school and college I've, I've played a lot of games and I've only lost four of them and I've won a few championships so I'm, I'm willing to put in the work to to keep playing late late in the year and and make sure that we get to those championships that, that we're working for Joe I've had an absolute blast having you on man thank you so much for coming on it's been a true true pleasure man yeah thank you very much I really do appreciate it for sure man and folks that's all we've got for you guys this time that was Morningside University quarterback Joe Dolinchek 2023 NFL draft prospect But like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.